Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Costa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. It's playoff time in the NFL, and this is our look at the marquee games for Wild Card Weekend. We've got some picks, a couple teasers. I've got a Moneyline Matty pick for you as well. But first, with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy, the prognosticator, Attridge, and it's playoff time, buddy. Exciting time of the year. It is, and I'm extra excited because my 49ers are rolling in there with a 10-point win, or sorry, 10-game win streak. Yeah, they're uh, they are on fire. He's on fire. And then Brock Purdy, you think that guy's going to step in, and you're like, oh, oh, they got like the guy who was picked last in the draft. They're going to suck from here on in, and uh, nope. No, <laughs> Apparently, that guy I, can I ball that, the fuck out. <laughs> I held that thought in my head for one series, and then I saw him play, and then that thought just disappeared with every yeah. doubt I had about that guy. Wouldn't Miami wish they could have a backup quarterback like that? Or a second backup quarterback or a third backup <laughs> quarterback. And we've also had our first coach firing this uh, offseason. You're fired. Mr. Kingsbury. So that's it. So long. Good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. He had a team that had a lot of talent and, I mean, wasn't really doing much with it. There's teams with a lot less talent who are doing a lot more, namely teams like the New York Giants. I was going to say Seattle Seahawks, but okay. <laughs> Shithawks shit too. Like two teams yeah. that are in the playoffs that, you know, really don't look like they should be there. What's what's weird about this weekend, I th- now don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty certain since they've had wild card weekend, this is the first time uh, that each matchup has featured two teams that have already played each other at least once before in the season. Yeah, that is very interesting. Also, I find uh, that they got a Monday nighter pretty interesting as well because uh, one team's going to be on a short week next week. Well, I don't like the idea for exactly that reason. Uh, Roger Goodell is trying to milk this thing for all it's worth. I get that. But, yeah, one team's going to be on short rest. Possibly, um, you know, depending on the outcome of the game, I don't know what's going to happen Well. We'll talk about it later, but anything can happen between Seattle and the 49ers. Anything can happen between Dallas and Tampa Bay. So it could be as much as a, uh, a two-day difference. So I don't know. I don't really care for it. I don't think we need it, but I'm not going to complain on Monday night. Well, one more thing uh, from last weekend before we move on to new business is, man, watching all those hearts break across Packerland made me so happy. The schadenfreude was high, my friend. And uh, also reading the news, Andy and I discovered that there was a fire at a dairy plant in Wisconsin. Uh, it left storm drains, historic canal clogged with butter. <laughs> the fire took place at an associated milk producers facility in Portage on Monday. Approximately 20 gallons of butter flowed into the adjacent Portage Canal via a storm sewer. Now, while they were cleaning the canal, they found several other interesting things uh, that were not supposed to be in the canal and that had been around for a little while. So Andy went wheels up, went to Wisconsin, and he found the top five most unusual things found in the Portage Canal. Number five. Dick pics of Brett Favre developed on Polaroid film that were taken at the 1996 Wisconsin Fair. Wrangler open fly jeans feature an ultra-relaxed fit right where you need it most. The fly. Why let zippers and buttons slow you down? With open fly jeans, it's always out and camera ready. 
Look, I put my pants on just like anyone else, one leg at a time. Then I pull my penis out. Sometimes I take a picture of it. Number four. A set of his and hers bath towels that include matching family coat of arms. I can't take any more plowing. I can barely walk. Look, I know it seems like dirty work, but Chris, you gotta spread that seed until your sack is empty. And Meg, you gotta clear away all that brush so he can plant it deep where it needs to be. Okay, we'll keep at it. But I think that hoe is pretty much worn out. Well, flip it over. You can use both sides. Number three. Five tons worth of empty ragu jars or the equivalent of one year's supply at the blood bank. Don't look at me like that. Fat chicks need love too. But they gotta pay. Number two. Eddie Lacey sleeping on a bed of cheese spooning a bratwurst. I'm Wilfred Brimley and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Actually about I, uh, diabetes and, uh, 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 you know, uh, diabetes. And now, the number one. Aaron Rodgers, Maharishi Yogi. Flower-loving Yogi told reporters that his brand of peace of mind could only be truly appreciated by intelligent men of the world with rewarding activities and high incomes. R-E-L-A-X. I work with retards. Well, Andy, it's the playoffs. Playoffs? Let's fire it up. Let's fire it up, Matthew. It's time! Let's fucking go! Well, I love this fucking time of year, buddy. It's uh, even better for you because the team you cheer for is actually in the playoffs and as far as I'm concerned are one of the front runners. I, of course, am talking about the San Francisco 49ers playing host to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, San Francisco, nine and a half point favorites. Forty two and a half is your total. Now, credit to the Seahawks. They aren't even supposed to be here with what happened in their offseason. Uh, nine and eight overall, though, they managed to squeak into the playoffs. Four and four away from home with a record of seven, ten and zero against the spread. Niners, 13 and four over and all. Eight and one home record with a record of 11, six and zero against the spread. Now, the Niners killer defense and an exciting offense that boasts some of the best weapons in the league and a hot rookie QB with a chance to prove he's the real deal and maybe lock in a starting spot over in the Seahawks camp though they will have a fully healthy Kenneth Walker the third this time uh they didn't last time they faced the Niners do you think that's going to make much difference for Seattle though well, the thing about Kenneth Walker, if you look at his game-to-game -game stats, like he'll run off three games in a row at plus 100 yards, and then he'll do another three games under 50 yards. So he's streaky that way. So which Kenneth Walker are we going to see? I don't know. Well, against a Niners defense, it's going to be really tough for him to put up any yards. Yeah, it, it is going to be tough. I think the best chance that Seattle has uh, to keep competitive with the 49ers is the deep ball game. But wind speed's going to be around 12, 12 miles an hour, and it's going to be rainy, 86% chance of rain. So it's almost like that threat, their only opportunity to really capitalize on if there is a weakness in the 49ers, it would be the deep ball in their secondary. And Mother Nature's already stepped in and, and thrown a block for them that way. Do you feel the weather might uh, make the game tighter than most I people do. think I do in fact it, it, it started much higher than 42 i think it started at 44 43 or 45 even yeah and it's it's come down well i mean that is quite a bit um that's not going to be a high scoring game 
this is the third time that these guys have seen each other, obviously, because they're in the same division. It's also um, the, th the third different quarterback that Seattle's seen. They played against uh, Trey Lance, they played against Jimmy, and now they get to play against Brock. That makes it hard to game plan. It does. And against Brock now, uh, the Niners' offense, they put up 30 points in or more in their four of their last five games. Like that, their offense is rolling. I think if San Francisco wants to win this, they're going to have to score. And I don't know if they, their defense can pace with the Niners' defense. I don't think they can. You know, yeah, as you as I said, they're on a ten-game winning streak, and in that stretch, they're eight and two against the spread. Seattle, you know what? They've dropped five of their last eight games to end the regular season, and they've only covered one of those eight games. So they're not exactly rolling on all cylinders. But Geno Smith, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, he's got the Seattle Seahawks single season record for passing yardage. Well, I don't give any credence to people that break records on the 18th week of the year. That's fucking all these records are going to fucking fall because they get an extra week. I get it. Okay. But he also led the league in completion percentage. Oh, well, I'm not saying he's a shit quarterback. I'm just saying I don't give credence to all, not just him, like all these new records that are falling because they get an extra week to play. Oh, I don't know. I get, I get that. Know? What do they want, a medal or a chest to pin it on? The guy that was supposed to be a bookmark or placeholder for the next quarterback, he's done a hell of a job. He has done a hell of a job. And uh, I do want to bring up, too, though, the last the two games that they won were the last two games they played out of their last five. The yep. problem is it was against the Rams. Uh, who just just shit the bed and and went right downhill this year? And uh, the New York Jets, who have not been playing that their defense was all right, but offensively the Jets wouldn't weren't doing much this year. Yeah, and right now everyone's healthy for the 49ers, especially in offense. Debo's healthy. Uh, we saw Elijah Mitchell last game, and he looked like he didn't skip a beat. Got McCaffrey, I George Kittle, and of course aforementioned Brock Purdy. And that's just on offense, by the way. So you uh, think that's enough to cover nine and a half? Well, let's get there in a second. I'm afraid I prematurely shot my wad on what was supposed to be a dry run, if you will. So now I'm afraid I have something of a mess on my hands. In Within their own division, the 49ers are 6-0 and against the spread. In fact, I think that's the first time they've ever done that. Seattle, 2-4 and four against the spread in the NFC West. One of the things that I want to look up here is the matchup between George Kittle and the linebackers of Seattle. Right now, Seattle's 31st in the league in yards per play given up to tight ends. So I'm going to throw two prop bets for this game. One of them has to do with George Kittle. And for that exact reason, I'd like to put him as a prop bet at plus 150 anytime touchdown score. Now, going back to the original weather report. Do you happen to know, Andy, what he would be to score multiple touchdowns? I can tell you in about two seconds. Probably be like plus 333, plus 400, something like that. I, but that might be decent odds to put a unit, maybe half a unit on something like that. I'll give you a better, I'll give you a better place to place your money. Okay. Fire it's away, Andrew. percent chance of rain. We're right at sea level there. The winds are gusting. Who's the best guy you can possibly give the ball to in the red zone? I'll give you a hint. He went to Harvard. Harvard University. The alma mater of Fred Grandy, Amy Brenneman, and Ted Kaczynski. Oh, uh, 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 I can never pronounce his last name. The Polish chap. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of, uh, bunch of cops. Juszczyk? Is that his name? Juszczyk? Juszczyk. Yeah. Anytime touchdown, 11 to 1. Get out. 
Get out. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Shut up and take my money. Holy shit. Yeah. That's fan. Also, well, it hasn't been posted yet because I looked right before we went on air here, but uh, uh, Geno Smith to throw multiple interceptions, I think might be uh, decent odds. Totally disagree. A, they're probably not going to be throwing that much because of the wind. See, I disagree. I think they're going to get down because of the Niners' uh, ability to run the ball in special teams, which takes out a lot of the weather problems. Go up early. They're going to force Geno to throw, and he, he could throw two in the second half. He's throwing 11 interceptions all year on 572 pass attempts. Well, fuck you. And this is the playoffs. Playoffs? And he's never been, and the stakes are high, and young guys like to force it. He's been to the playoffs before. He just hasn't started a game in the playoffs. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, your question, do they have enough firepower to cover nine and a half points? Absolutely. I think this is the biggest mismatch for the entire weekend in terms of talent. 49ers are at home. The only thing that gives me pause to think this, ain't, this isn't going to be a massive blowout is the weather. But at nine and a half, uh, with the great running game that they have, because Let's not forget, they have run CMC, Elijah Mitchell's healthy. They've got uh, Debo, who's essentially a secondary running back. They, they can do it all on the ground. So I'm, I'm really, really taking the 49ers uh, to win outright. Might put them in a teaser, which we'll talk about later. But the lean is absolutely for them to cover the nine and a half. All right, you got me, man. I'm going to take the chalk, too. Put me down for the Niners. Yeah, it doesn't feel good to take chalk, but what do you? I doing? hate that kind of a high high point spread in the playoffs. But just uh, it, it, you're right; it is the biggest mismatch on the board. I, I was a little bit negligent. I usually have this stat handy, but I believe in the wild card round, the team that wins the game also covers the spread to the tune of about eighty two percent of the time. Hey, tonight, remember this. Remember this. We hate these boys. We hate these. Come out and smoke these boys from the first whistle. Smoke the first whistle. One game. One game, 60 minutes. All you got. I love y'all boys, man. I love y'all with all my heart. Let's go beat that boy. Go. If you really want to take it dead, then we go bring the noise. Got a whole lot of backed up trash talking just for you, boy. First off, don't act like you say nothing new. It's been about that purple and gold. The NMC North is ours. We come to the spot deep yelling our skull. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. First game we want to talk about is the Vikings-Giants. Vikings play host to the Giants, in fact, and uh, are three-point favorites at home. 48, here's your total. Giants 9-7-1 overall with 13-4 and four against the spread. Fantastic against the spread the Giants have been this season. Uh, Vikings 13-4, and four, uh, but 7-9-1 against the spread. Now, Brian Dable basically sat the majority of his roster for Week 18, so his team should be well-rested, ready to go. And I want to uh, mention that the last time these two teams went at it was only four weeks ago yep. uh, danny dimes threw for over 300 yards and it was unfortunately in a loss 27 24 but there's your three-point spread right um i want to say though that danny dimes is having a career season setting career highs in yards completion percentage as well as a career low in interceptions with five and the giants don't have a ton of talent. he's doesn't not working with a lot of guy like a lot of talent here so props to Danny Dimes. Do you think that he can uh, 
pull this one out against Minnesota? Well, the biggest question mark uh, on all sides of the ball here, including special teams, is the defense for the Vikings. And they've allowed, do, 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 um, sorry, going into this game, they rank near the bottom in yards per game at 389 yards per game, going up second most in the NFL, and over 25 points per game, the third worst in the NFL. We know they can put points on the board. I think they're the first team to. They're the first team to have such a record with a negative point differential throughout the regular season. And yeah, that, that is a weird stat. It's a really weird. And it was it was like that the entire season. I think only once did they get above zero, and then they were crapping the bet at the end of the season. In that game that you mentioned, though, in, I think it was week 13 against the Giants, Jefferson, he went off against the Giants. He got 12 passes for 133 yards and a touchdown. Well, the, you got to remember about that game, though. Uh, New York was without two major pieces on defense: uh, safety uh, Xavier McKinney yep. and cornerback uh, Adore Jackson. Uh, both those guys will play this weekend. Yeah, and one thing that they were doing in that game: so the Giants blitz more than any other team in the league. That's Wink Martindale for you, okay? And now from Television City in Hollywood is your host on Gambit, Wink Martindale. They were blitzing on Kirk Cousins, which makes him uncomfortable, but they did it with a zone defense, probably because of those injuries that you mentioned. What they need to do is is get to man to man, because that's where Kirk Cousins struggles. So I think that he'll make I think Wink's astute enough to make that adjustment now that especially that he's seen them once. I just don't know if this is another game where Kirk Cousins is going to crap the bed because it's prime time. Um, if you look at the running backs, you've got Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley, two probably the top five running backs in the league. Uh, I, I don't know, man. What, Kirk Cousins, he finished the season with 4,547 passing yards, and that was fourth in the league behind Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady. So. Yeah, but he's he's gaining lots of yards, but mm -hmm. they've gone down early in a lot of games. Yeah, I know they had that major comeback again, but that also took the uh, Colts shitting the bed majorly. Oh, um, absolutely. So, like, they've scored a bunch of points. Like, right now, um, they've scored 27 or more points in four of their last five. But the exception to that was that stinker, the loss that they had against Green Bay on New Year's Day, 41-17. to right. And you know that the Giants' defense has been studying that game, mm -hmm. watching the film of that total ass whooping, and have learned a thing or two about how to frustrate Collins and the rest of the Vikings' offense. I mean, dude, the Giants have perfected the ugly win this year, and I expect them to frustrate the hell out of Minnesota, and I think they're going to actually eke out the win. They are a Moneyline Matty pick this week. Oh! Oh! Not a huge fan of the trends, you know that, but as long as they're recent and appropriate, I don't mind throwing them in, so give you a couple. The Giants, 6-1. and one against the spread in their last seven games, seven and one against the spread in their last eight road games. And they've lost five consecutive ones to the Vikings. The one that stands out the most to me, in the last 15 games in which Minnesota has been a favorite, they're perfect 15-0 and 0 straight up. And these guys win a lot of their games. In fact, all of their games were won by uh, a touchdown or less. I'm going to throw out one quick little prop for you. Um, 
We talked about Jefferson and how easily he could go off. So let's just assume he's got bracket coverage or two guys on him. That's going to leave uh, TJ Hawkinson open for an anytime touchdown at plus 175, which I quite like. Gun to my head, I think Minnesota's just a better team. They're at home. Three points is not a huge number to get past. I'm, I'm going to take them to cover here. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. Yes, we are on to Cincinnati, where the Bengals play host to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Cincinnati, nine and a half point favorites. Forty and a half is your total. That's a big spread for a low total there. Uh, Ravens, ten and seven overall, seven, nine and one against the spread this year. Bengals, twelve and four overall, also twelve and four against the spread. But here's my point about this game, Andy, and I don't know if you can talk me off of it. There's a lot of discord in the Ravens locker room uh, as there's speculation that Lamar Jackson isn't injured. Rather, he's trying to pull off an unorthodox midseason holdout. Um, And the gist of it is this. Either Lamar is actually hurt, and that's not good for the Ravens, or he's holding out. And sure, he might come back for the game, but he hasn't been practicing, and it's going to affect morale on the team, which also is not good for the Ravens. Like, either way, I don't see how the Ravens can cover this spread. Uh, Burroughs didn't even have a great game against the Ravens last time, and uh, they still got their asses kicked 27-16. Well, what am I about to say? You can throw out the window if it's coming to kickoff time, and Lamar Jackson is not under center. However, I think he will be under center, and I think that news report that you said uh, that you just talked about is absolutely correct. He is a quasi holdout. I'm not saying he, his knee's not hurt, but I'm saying bullshit. I can give you a quarter of a billion reasons why he'll be wanting to play this game to prove his worth to the team. Okay, they got there with a little bit of help from backup quarterbacks Tyler Huntley and uh, and Anthony Brown. But now it's in the hands of Lamar Jackson. And more importantly, it's on the legs of Lamar Jackson. And even though he didn't practice today, which is Thursday, I can almost fucking guarantee you that he's going to be in that lineup on Sunday. And that's why this nine and a half looks so goddamn juicy. So you're, you're going to tell me that a t- with a total of 40 and a half, that Cincinnati's going to cover by double digits against a defense that gives up 18 and a half points a game. And you got, you got Dobbins on firing on all cylinders in the backfield. And you, to, to address your point about practicing, we're talking about practice, man. The thing about Tyler Huntley is that his style of play is very much like Lamar Jackson's. He's not nearly as good as Lamar Jackson's, but when you go to a practice, there's not a lot of disruption from one quarterback to the next. So you don't feel that his teammates would resent him? No. What like if th- I'm an old lineman, I'm letting my first two guys go right by me. Bullshit. Fuck you. I totally would. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I'm always angry. I'd make it look real good, 
but I'd let him go right by me because you know what? You can hold out and then you say you fucking hold out. That's fine. Then you go fucking sit, but you don't fucking say you're injured and fucking dick around and then show up day before the playoffs and be like, oh, here I am. Fuck you. I think that's what's going to happen. Oh, I do too. And fuck that. Baltimore is going to crumble. I'm picking the natty. So I said to you earlier this week, I said, I'm almost going to guarantee you that the Ravens are going to sign him to a contract soon. As in, And I said, what did I say to you? You said, probably not. Nope. He won't. I think, I think if he hasn't already, this, this next game will be his last game. He suits up as a Raven. I'll tell you what though. Guess who did sign? A fucking contract the day after I said that. Roquan, Roquan Smith. Smith, $100 million, five years. Guess who Roquan Smith's agent is? It's Roquan fucking Smith. Guess who Lamar Jackson's agent is? They're betting on themselves here. I'm t- telling you. Hey, just because you bet on yourself doesn't mean you're going to win. I got a trivia question for you, Matthew. Go ahead. What coach? has won the most road playoff games in his career. Oh, it's Harbaugh. With eight. Yep. Going on the road doesn't scare this guy. And why should it? He's got a great running game, and he's got a very impressive defense. And I'm not taking any away from uh, Cincinnati, because they've played, they played better than anyone else down the stretch in the AFC, as far as I'm concerned. But I think it's just one of those, one of those spots where – Oh my God! I think the line is is over overinflated. I think it's overinflated uh, with Joe Burrow. I, I think they can get pressure on Joe Burrow. I, I'm I'm absolutely taking Baltimore here at plus nine. Well, I'll tell you right now. I think it's nine and a half. Or sorry, um, nine and a half, even better. But Baltimore, if Lamar plays, they have a chance to cover that. If he's not in, no way. And uh, I'm just going to stand by that. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Welcome to Tampa Bay. We buck them up when we raise the flag. Find the cannons and seeds today. The crew's ready, all hands on deck, no parlay. One more game, Monday night. We head to Tampa Bay, where the Bucks are two and a half point underdogs at home. Uh, Dallas is coming to town, and 45 and a half is your total. Now, the Cowboys, 12 and 5 overall, 10 uh, 7 and 0 against the spread. The Cowboys are also 2 and 3 against the spread as road favorites this season. Um, Bucks, 8 and 9, 4 12 and 1 against the spread. Now, the Cowboys have a good offense and a great defense. But TB12 is the absolute 100% no bullshit luckiest motherfucking player to ever play in the NFL. And on top of that, he gets all of the referee love too. Can the Cowboys overcome Brady's supernatural ability to win when he shouldn't? Is it considered luck when you sell your soul to the devil? So evil that you would say it was evil. Like it's the fruits of the devil. Well, let's go back to the Cowboys, Matt. In the first seven games of this season, their defense was allowing 13.6 points per game, which got them off to a 5-2 and two quick start. But since then, Dallas has surrendered 24 points a game all the rest of the way and gone 2-4 and four straight up in its past six 
away dates. And in fact, um, speaking of road playoff games, you know, last time the Cowboys won a road playoff game, uh, Jimmy Johnson was coach. Uh, yes. How about them Cowboys? 1993. I think I'm speaking for most football fans. Enough of the Cowboys. There's been a lot of love pouring in on the Bucks this week. And I'm not sure if it's Buck love or Cowboy hate. You got an opinion? Uh, yeah, the rest of America does hate Dallas a lot. And I mean, for some reason, Tom Brady just gets a ton of love. Everyone sucks but me. Oh, yeah. Cheer for Tom. Give all your love to Tom. There is a Brady tax built in here. I think so. What worries me, though, Dak's a turnover machine this year. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks' defense is only 20th in takeaways. I mean, they're gonna, if they really do want to win this game, the Bucks' defense is going to have to turn it up to stay in this game because if they can't get the ball back a couple times at least, uh, Dak will torch them. Well, at least give a tip of the hat to Dak. He had the most interceptions in the league this year, and he missed five games. So it's a bit of a struggle for him, but he, he came out with it on at the end of it. Well, their running game, too, has fizzled over the last couple weeks. Uh, against the Commanders, Dallas only had 64 rushing yards. The previous week against the Titans, the Cowboys mustered, what, 80, 87 rushing yards and a touchdown. The Cowboys have to face a Buccaneers defense that gave up 120 rushing yards per game during the season. That's midway, like, like the median in the NFL. Yeah. But the Bucks did defend the run better at home this season, only giving up 112.4 rushing yards per game. That's the 10th fewest. I'll tell you what the public has access to, and it's this information. And I've got five bits of information. Call it a mini top five. Here's five bits of information about the Cowboys that the public's looking at this year. Number five. Dak led the league in INTs despite missing five games. Three pick sixes in the last four games. Number four. Tom Brady, 7-0, and oh, straight up against the Cowboys. Number three. The Cowboys are 1-4 straight up this season on a grass field. Number two. As we mentioned before, the Cowboys have not won a road game in the playoffs since 1993, and they've been 0-8 since. Number one. Jerry Jones assured fans this week that even in the event of a loss, Mike McCarthy will remain the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next season. I want me some glory hope. Well, in the Cowboys' uh, corner, they do have a fantastic defense. Uh, 52 sacks this year, which is good for third in the league. And everyone knows if you want to get to Brady. You're going to have a bad time. But that guy has the quickest release in the league. He gets back. He's on his back foot from his last step of his drop, and that ball is out of his hands. Out of necessity, mostly. Yeah, well, yeah, out of necessity, mostly, but... He was what number three for amount of yards passed for this year? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, in the league. So I mean, I guess the way I'm looking at this is uh, Prescott hasn't played well lately. The Bucks have been inconsistent all year, but with the way the Bucks play at home and the way Dallas plays away, I like Tampa Bay here to be another money line Maddie pick this week. Oh, oh! You alluded to it just earlier. What's the best way to beat Tom Brady? Get to him. Where? Sacks. Up the? Poop shoot. Middle. Up the middle. Who's going to hit that on the uh, Dallas Cowboys? Micah Parsons. 
Micah Parsons right now to record a sack anytime of the game, plus 115. Take that one to the bank, baby. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. As much as this pains me to do so, Matthew, as long as it's under a field goal, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys to cover. Now, talking to Jerry Jones, another Cowboys owner, and uh, he's disappointed, obviously. Yeah. Well, he's a good guy, though, man. He's, he's talking about rebuilding the team, you know? And he told me, he says, we have to get back to what made us a championship team. Strippers and crack. All right, now for the teaser portion of our program, where Andy and I give you a six-point teaser we like for the weekend. What are you liking now? Well, we're not going to do a six-point teaser. We're going to do a seven-point teaser. So you end up spending a little bit more juice, but I'll tell you why it's going to be worth it. The first game we're going to look at is the first game on the docket, and that's San Francisco. We're going to take them from plus, or sorry, minus nine and a half to minus two and a half, going through the key numbers of seven and three. Third meeting, third different quarterback, lots of rain, divisional rival, anything can happen. So 49ers can win by a field goal. Second leg of the teaser goes back to the natty. And I like Baltimore at plus nine and a half. Using seven points, I get them to 16 and a half. Gets you through the key numbers of seven and 10. But more importantly, putting a two touchdown separation from a team that Again, allows on average only 18 and a half points per game. With a low expected total of just 40 and a half points, you're going to be at a premium here. Sum up San Francisco minus two and a half and Baltimore to plus 16 and a half. Well, if Andy gets seven points, then I get seven points too. It's only fair. It's only fair. So then I'm going to take your 49ers from minus nine and a half down to minus two and a half. Going through the key numbers of seven and three, the Niners only have to win by a field goal. And I said I like the Giants at uh, plus three. In fact, I like them at the money line. So I'm going to take the G-Men all the way to plus 10. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Well, thank you for listening to the Wild Card Weekend episode of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content and picks from the other two playoff games happening this week. From the Costa Nostra Studios, Brandy the Prognosticator Attridge back at Almost Wise Guys Central. I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bet time on the same bet channel. Sayonara. Let the whistle be the bell, we gon' get out where we got mad at. Many 
hit private many have failed The 49ers got the livest fans in the NFL I tried to tell them we back and we never left and we got heart Levi Stadium starting to feel like candlestick cart Uh oh Gold blooded my neck is frozen with diamonds from a 40 Be on the field with the lineman big time Fixture Niner faithful old school like an Impala Ask Merton Hanks and the homie Ricky Wall Take a picture Them was my neighbors in 96 R.I.P. Dwight Clark The catch Legendary I'm a Niner forever like rice and lock forget T.O. Niner empire into the world Who power. are we? Bang bang Niner gang Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Who are we? Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Who are we?